Welcome to the MediSynergy podcast. I'm Imogen, a 17-year-old A-level student here to bring you the best people with knowledge and insight on how to get into med school, how to be a successful medicine, and how to help you decide whether a career in medicine is for you. Join the medics who listen to the podcast from over 20 countries and press play now. So, I'm not Imogen, my name is Ash, and I am the previous host of the MedTech podcast and now the host of Health Beyond Tomorrow, a new health content ecosystem, trying to inspire the next generation of health entrepreneurs to think outside the box. So, Imogen, how do you feel that you are now on the hot seat? It's very weird. I've done it once or twice now, but it's it's always weird being asked the questions because I know it's very easy to waffle and say things you, you weren't planning to say, but no, I'm very excited for this episode. Yeah, I'm excited for this episode as well because you recently so obviously your podcast has been about helping med students get into medical but also at the same time just you wanted to gain a broader understanding of what it means to be a medical student you wanted to speak to people who have gone through the medical school application process so that you can start um preparing your cv in the most optimized way to start applying to medical and so it's interesting because you actually now have released on linkedin that you are no longer applying to med school and that got a fantastic response from everyone and so I reached out to you and thinking and thought you know what this would make for such an interesting podcast episode if we dive deep into the reasons why I'm going to try and change your mind over the course of this next hour or however long we have and so if I get a bit pushy just let me know but yeah I'm excited to get into this conversation so Imogen to begin with your LinkedIn announcement I'm going to read it out because I think it's it's interesting so you said, I've decided not and not is in capitals to study medicine. After many interviews with medical students, doctors and a long thought process, I've come to the conclusion that applying to, applying to and studying medicine is not the career for me. I'm still extremely interested in biology, health and health tech, but just without the clinical side of what medics do. And so, yeah, Imogen, break down the five reasons, five or six reasons briefly that we can unpack in this episode that has led you to make this decision that you actually don't want to study medicine and it's crazy because you are actually probably the most well-informed person to actually make this decision because you've spoken to over 50 different people now and so I can't argue with you but yeah let's break it down and we can have a conversation from there. Okay yeah so the first one is basically sleep you know medical students doctors can have very very long shifts and I'm sure it will only get worse in the NHS system and I personally need a lot of sleep And without it, patients just aren't safe. I don't have enough energy to be able to do what medical school needs of me. All right, so sleep. I mean, sleep is a big one because like, this is, you know what, believe it or not, I used to think this as well in sixth form. I used to like come back from, uh, not uni, (laughs) come back from school and then I'd just sleep like six o'clock until like nine o'clock in the evening and eat dinner and then go back to sleep. And I don't know if it's something that we, like we're at that age where we just sleep lows but I grew out of it. I don't know how, if I question you and say, what if you were to grow out of the fact you need loads of sleep now in a couple of years time, when your body's matured, you've gone through puberty, etc. you don't need as much sleep and that isn't an issue anymore. Would you then be open to coming into medicine? <laughs> Let's break down the first, the first reason. Yeah. Well, obviously I'd find it easier if I had, if I had more energy, I'd feel more confident going into it. Cause I, I'm not worried that I'm going to suddenly fall asleep while a doctor's telling me how to do something or while I'm in the middle of a lecture. But tell me, do you, do you actually just fall asleep? Like literally you'll sit, you'll be sat, sat there 
or is it the fact you feel sleepy or will you just fall asleep a bit of both um i find it very easy to fall asleep and i could just fall asleep here right now in five in five minutes and then sometimes i'm literally doing activities and i will just fall asleep i've fallen asleep um once up a tree we were playing hide and seek and i just fell asleep in the tree and i've also fallen asleep while rock climbing so things like that where it's not a good time to fall asleep and then you just <laughs> fall asleep yeah all right i'll challenge that i'll challenge that because med school isn't as jam-packed as people say it is or the narrative is the narrative that people is led to believe so believe it or not i actually nap most days and people don't know this but i get a nap in because i do so much of my day so like my day is jam-packed like i wake up at like five in the morning and then go to the gym before placement and then like depending on the placement if i have a morning shift or an afternoon shift or a full day i'll somewhere fit a nap in for like an hour or two and then like it'll refresh myself then i'll record an episode or do some editing and then do some uni work and so talking about like getting sleep in if you need a nap like you'll be able to fit it in that the, the narrative isn't as like hectic as you think it is obviously uni is diff like med school is difficult and it's definitely more difficult than any other course but i'm sure if you really needed to fit a nap in like you definitely could find the time and i don't think that should deter you from doing medicine but yeah completely valid and i understand your concerns just about energy and patient safety etc but as I said, that like I'm a sleepy person as well. Like I need to sleep, and so just to challenge you again, completely valid point. And as I said at the start of this episode, every point I'm going to challenge you because it makes for an interesting conversation. But that is my response. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's totally fine. And I think I think it's encouraging to people who are doing medicine that you know it's not as jam packed and it see as it seems to be. You can have small breaks where you need a nap, things like that in between. So it's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It would tell me actually have you made this decision and it's 100% rock solid now and nothing I can say can change your mind or or is it still like 50-50 you're not sure well see I was still kind of thinking about it and then when I put out the LinkedIn post that was kind of after I was like okay yeah because UCAT application UCAT bookings are coming up and obviously applications in late September early October so I knew I'd need to make a decision for this time round soon um, so maybe, as you say, maybe I suddenly get a ton of energy when I'm 21 or something. I've already done the degree and I think, oh yeah, I'll do medicine. Like, I'm not saying it's the worst thing possible. I would never do it because I have put in the effort to learn about it and it does still sound great. But this time around, yeah, I'm pretty certain it's not happening. All right. Let's go into number two then. Number two, the reason. Okay, so many people I've spoken to I've said this very, very good if you're a people person. And I personally would say I'm not. We spoke about it earlier. I mean, it's strange that I have a podcast where I talk to people. But personally, I just don't find energy in talking to people. And when people say it's really good if you are a people person, it worries me that I'm not. I mean, I, I, there's a great analogy where the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is that you have an extrovert starts off the day with zero coins and every social interaction they have they gain a coin whereas an introvert starts off the day with five coins and every social interaction they have they lose a coin and so would you say it's interesting because podcasters like myself tend to be more extroverted because they like are very conversational they talk and so it's interesting like what made you start the podcast then if you were 
introverted was it to start trying to be a bit of a more of an extrovert start build up your conversation skills yeah I suppose I mean the main reason why I started the podcast in September was just to kind of find out one for myself and help other people find out what medicine really is like what the reality of it is and I mean all my family very outgoing like I don't really have a choice to be shy a lot of the time um which is which is fine it's, it gets me out of my comfort zone and yeah again you know this is helping me grow get out of my comfort zone you know do something different and I mean I'm happy to sit here and chat to anyone for an hour on zoom but then again when it's in person like it is a lot harder and you just get drained very easily um so I think I would say zoom and real life is very different and also here you can just end the call if you wanted to it's not <laughs> yeah social battery run out so end the call right yeah yeah no that's fair enough I think being a medic does take somewhat of you have to have some type of extroverted traits because it is very much a, a vocation where 50 percent of the job as much as it's having the clinical knowledge the the medical knowledge it is just chatting to the patient and the difference between a good doctor and a bad doctor in my opinion are those ones that go the extra mile and have that extra spend an extra five minutes explaining something and having that conversation and so yeah completely valid like if, if you're saying that you know what if your social batteries run out and you're you want to you're gonna want to go home you're still gonna start rushing consultations with the patient because your 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 mind isn't there that's yeah again fair enough reason okay let's go on to reason number three then okay so reason number three is a bit more personal but i know a lot of people struggle with it and that's mental health so i've had some kind of well pretty serious mental health problems in the past and again, I don't want to talk about this too much, but it is it is something that a lot of people encounter and I'm sure it's a lot of people's concerns. I've had a lot of people on podcasts talk about it before, but I just think it's unwise going into such a high pressure, busy, competitive career, knowing full well that it would not help my mental health at all and it'd probably be quite risky. Yeah. Again, very valid. I can't really argue with that. You've come, you've prepared yourself with some good points, but what I would say, and I am... I'm actually quite closed about this when it comes to talking to people about my personal mental health journey and I actually have clinical clinically diagnosed anxiety and I'm on medication for it and not many people know that because when they speak to me I'm very extroverted very confident and it's not so much a social anxiety per se but it's an anxiety where I am always worrying and at med school where there is a lot of competition that doesn't really help so yeah completely agree but what I would say is don't let your mental health issues determine such a big choice like what your future could be because if you start off early letting for example mental health issues whether you're you're feeling a bit low depressed or you're anxious etc you start letting that control you in a way from early on then it's only going to get worse and it's going to start controlling you more and more to the point where you start becoming isolated and it's just going to get worse so what I would say to you Imogen like congrats on you because I think one of the greatest achievements that Dr Ali Jaffrey has said and I completely agree with is the fact that she got through her her um her mental health like lows and I completely agree like so congrats to you for getting through that stage and obviously that COVID period was hard for everyone but what I would say is just don't let that be a deciding factor for you not study medicine there are tons of medics who have mental health difficulties and there's tons of support for us 
and we are we are like a close-knit community and we do talk amongst each other about how we're feeling so i would say that yeah completely valid just don't let that control your decision yeah and i think that's fair i honestly you know you don't you don't want something that's happened you know a few times when you're young to completely affect your your career and i think i think that's a fair point i i did consider it but again you know if you know what your triggers are and you know that medical school as you said like the competitive competitivity of it the high pressure the busyness things like that and also you know being away from your family being away from your friends everything's completely new you're kind of throwing in the deep end which is the same with all unis but then you have everything on top you know it is it is a big change and that can be a huge trigger so I guess you've kind of got to got to know yourself and I completely understand what you're saying that you can't let it affect everything yeah definitely you're so much more mature than i was in year 12 honestly like it's the fact the self-reflection the fact you've actually built like a sick podcast that you get people to listen to um like week on week the fact you're consistent with it and the fact you've actually done the self-reflection of the and you're giving me reasons why you don't want to do medicine they're all valid reason but also you just know yourself so well honestly it shows a huge level of maturity so yeah congrats to you so let's go on to reason number four thank you um yeah so reason number four is kind of people's attitudes towards the NHS. So there's there's a few different ones there, but basically you can do a medical degree um, and then just not become a doctor. I find that is an interesting one, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And then also you can become a doctor, but not work in the NHS. So just go to Australia, go to America. And I think there are some very kind of interesting things. It's kind of a, a cop-out way of just saying, oh, do it, but then do something completely different. At the end, it just seems a bit strange yeah so what is it about the nhs that you've heard that's making you think you don't want to go in <laughs> i mean there's a long list but like what specifically is it okay so well firstly there's junior doctor strikes at the moment um which covers so many so many to so many doctors at the moment in the uk and they feel undervalued underpaid when they are underpaid and they don't feel like they have a good work life or good quality of life as well um a lot of people are leaving which is just for, for anyone wanting to do medicine seeing people already in it leave it's just it's kind of you can't really go into it really 100 percent positive because you're thinking well people who are doing it aren't enjoying it how how am i going to enjoy it that kind of thing and i think i think you know you don't have to be a medical student to know how inefficient a lot of the systems are that it's just a full-on it's just a bit crazy you know long waiting lists gps for a start gps are not what they used to be people like i haven't seen my gp in four years and i go a lot so you know it's just not the same as it once was and i yeah it's very systematic um you know inefficiencies i think is a short way of putting it yeah again very valid concerns what i would say is there are like obviously the way things are at the moment they can't carry on going like that and i think everyone knows that and i think there will be some kind of change in the next five to ten years so by the time you if you were to do a medical degree and you were graduate maybe things are better but obviously that's looking that's looking towards the future and that's uncertain we don't have, know that for sure but i would say about the nhs obviously it has so many inefficiencies so many problems at the moment but then again we should be somewhat proud of the nhs because it is one of the greatest healthcare systems in the world just because of the fact that it it strives on offering free healthcare for all 
regardless of ethnicity, sex, gender, um, whether you're, um, how old you are, etc., where you come from. And so being a part of that is also still special, even despite the problems. And so, yeah, again, something to consider as well, just in terms of the patient aspect, like actually getting a reward out of the, the the vacation, the job, the fact you're actually helping people and serving a greater purpose. That's, I guess, my counter argument to that. What do you think about that? Yeah, the NHS, I mean, is very unique to the, to the UK, to England. And as I say, we can be very proud of it. The, us as a public nation are proud of it, you know, banging pots and pans during COVID, all that kind of thing. Um, definitely, definitely, it's it's a good idea. It's a, it, it, it does work. Obviously, it helps so many people now. There are inefficiencies, but that doesn't mean they're not helping anyone. You know, they're helping so many people daily and everyone working in the NHS does a great job still still being in it um but then again that's some people say you know if you become a doctor you don't have to work in the nhs you go to australia or america and again some people have some you know ethical problems with it being privatized and i agree that the nhs will change to something different in the future but you can't you can't tell that and and so i just find it interesting that people say oh you could do this but then don't do like what you would normally do kind of thing so what do you think of the idea i know i commented this on your linkedin what do you think of the idea of doing the medical degree but then just knowing before going in that you're just not going to practice clinically because what i would say about a medical degree is it is a window to limitless opportunities it shows so much about you and it shows that you're unique and it shows that you have a set of skills that not many people have and so for a interviewer to see that their applicant has a medical degree it will get you into it will get you opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise necessarily have that are put in front of you so what would you say to that I mean I agree I can see the people that I've interviewed they've got opportunities because they've done medicine 100% and I guess it depends what you want to do after medicine so if you're absolutely 100% on being a doctor and that's like your only life goal sure and I you you can have other life goals doing medicine that's not what I'm saying but so what my reasoning would be is and you're very right you get so many so many opportunities what my reasoning would be is for example more traditional courses have a preclinical clinical split and the first three preclinical years are basically a biomedical degree so if you decide absolutely you don't want to do anything clinical it'd be a bad idea it's not good at it it's it's not the best idea for you then it seems it does seem strange to do medicine that's basically biomedical sciences in some courses plus clinical stuff not always i know um so just do a biomedical science degree which is what i might end up doing we'll see um but then as you say you might not get the opportunities but then for me personally without I don't want to be like blowing my own trumpet too much um but having the connections that I do I think it would be easier um than your average biomedical student who doesn't have a network doesn't know so many people in health tech um I would hopefully be able to have access to more opportunities and then maybe it wouldn't be such a difference but again I can't 
magically make medical degree having done biomedical sciences. Yeah, I think that's definitely a very interesting perspective. And again, a very fair perspective. The fact that you have built this network, a huge network actually, um, and you, you have the opportunities there because of this network. So definitely a valid point. It's similar to where I'm at the moment and whether after I graduate, if I weren't, so obviously they changed the application process for med students for their foundation posts. And if I graduate and I weren't to get allocated London, would I step out and take a gap year? Or would I do F1, F2 somewhere else? Because for me, the opportunities are in London and I feel like because I've built this network, I want to make the most of those opportunities around health tech and entrepreneurship in London. So yeah, it's a similar perspective. But I guess, yeah, it's interesting. I don't really have a counter other than the fact. So knots, for example, they do obviously, like you're saying, first, second, third year biomedical science degree and then fifth and si fourth and fifth year is you're you're basically finishing the degree and getting a full medical degree but after your third year you actually do graduate and you get a degree and you get this biomedical science degree and people drop out at that point if they aren't wanting to carry on the first um the, the fourth and fifth year what what would be your reasoning for not doing that because that way you're applying to medicine you're technically doing a medical degree you're getting a biomedical science degree after third year if you still don't like it after the third year you can drop out without the palaver of deciding after you've done the third year, actually, you know what, I do want to do medicine and then have to reapply through the whole graduate entry medicine course. What would be your response to that? Well, I think if all courses were like that, um, because obviously Nottingham's just one, but it's, you know, I'm sure there are others. But if all courses were like that, then yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Obviously, you've got to get in. But why, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Because then you do have the option if you think, actually, this really isn't for me. And then you still come out with a degree yeah that's a great idea but obviously not every uni is like that and it depends where you can go and what you can do but yeah no I think I think if a lot more were like that that would that's a great idea we, we, so have I got you there on that point so you would somewhat consider it because I can give you a long list not a long list I can give you a couple unis I can name by name that I think do that so I know Norwich University do that I think Kiel do that Nottingham do that there's a couple. So I, I would recommend looking into that as an option just because you can maximize the best of both worlds. So definitely something to look into and consider. All right. So should we get on to, are we on fourth or fifth? I forgot. Fourth or fifth reason. Yes. And so kind of another thing, it's not necessarily why not to do medicine, but why I can still do what I want to do and still have an impact on patients, on doctors, on medical students without doing medicine is that a great example grace jimpson who is ceo founder of holly health she she was uh, talking at one of the somex health tech events and a lot of things that she mentions that she brought up in our own podcast is that she her aim is to help people on a population scale and you can still do that as a doctor but you can i've spoken to people and they said you can be limited to your clinic or your hospital and that's the kind of only um effect you can have in some cases and so it's not to say that if I didn't do medicine I wouldn't be able to make a change in hospitals I could go into a more managerial role potentially again need to look into that this is all quite far in the future so it's hard to kind of look ahead or um kind of look at the system be able to change the system that's what MediShout does that's what um here here Shah brought up about you know you can change things systematically 
without without being a doctor and you can still have a good role within a hospital without clinically doing things yeah it's an interesting perspective but would you if i were to argue back to you and say if you wanted to have this broader impact let's say a public health impact and um not just kind of this one-on-one doctor-patient relationship but actually affect everyone at once would you can still do that as a doctor obviously through starting your own companies etc digital health is a massive thing but would you say that actually being a doctor allows you to understand the actual clinical inefficiencies that need changing to have that impact yes obviously if you've been there done it firsthand you can work you can pull out things from your own experiences and that would help you massively i yeah that's a that's completely fair um but again um say for example the podcast you can interview people ask them what their or it doesn't even have to be a podcast just interview people ask them what are the major things that you found have been not working in your hospital and then hear the pain points from many different people um not just from your own perspective but from many different people all over the country put them together and do something with that to try and make a difference yeah so let's go on to is this the last one or have we got a couple more a couple more reasons no this is the last one okay let's go on to this one Recently, I recorded a podcast with Keir Shah and he has just transitioned out of mainly practicing medicine and now works with MediShout, again, helping with hospital management and things like that. But he basically said, to summarise, he said that medicine, you just have to sacrifice so many things and you might have other big life goals like starting a family, making a certain amount of money, having a certain amount of free time and various other life goals and you can achieve that without making such big sacrifices and spending so much of your life getting to a point that you could get to a lot earlier without giving up so much yeah that's definitely fair enough i mean everyone knows that if you want a a work-life balance medicine is definitely not the one but again it's just it's just coming back to the argument you don't have to be a doctor (laughs) like why not do the degree if if it gets you the opportunities and then just don't um follow throughing and uh become adopted because and I, there's so many people who are like there's so many people who have a decent work-life balance like in terms of doing f1 f2 and then they just locum as an f3 like two days a week they get paid a good amount because they're doing a locum shift but and then they also work part-time and get to do what they want go tennis on saturday mornings whatever um so there are opportunities but i do completely agree if you if you know that you def- you don't you want that work-life balance you want the the family life yeah again i can't really argue too much on the front because medicine being competitive you 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 do need to sacrifice your time to get to a certain level in your career whether it is you want to get to consultancy posts etc so yeah again a good point and can't really argue with that too much other than the fact that you can somewhat personalize your timetable to where you want to go it just means that you kind of you wouldn't progress in the necessarily in the ranks but you can still become a doctor, do an F3 uh, and an F4 locum. But again, do you really want that out of um, five years of doing a medical degree just to stay at being an F3? Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, and another thing I'd say about that, of course, what you're saying is is correct. But if you, so say you weren't, you knew you weren't going to become a doctor, I think it would be quite hard to work hard because um, obviously you know you're doing it you are doing it for a reason you're doing it for the opportunities but if you're not doing it for the same reason as everyone else and the main reason why most people do medicine to become a doctor would it be hard to put in as much effort potentially 
Yeah. I mean, they've recently changed the way you apply to F1 and F2 now. And so all you basically need to do for med school now is just pass. So you don't need to worry about how well you do anymore because you aren't ranked amongst your cohort and you don't need to do the SJT anymore. So they've already gotten rid of that aspect, that element of you have to do really well. It's you just have to basically get that 50% threshold. And as long as you do that, then you're fine. You graduate. So I guess that isn't too much of a concern anymore per se. But again, if you're a perfectionist like me, like even though I know it doesn't matter, like it still would annoy me like if I didn't do as well as I could have. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So those are the five reasons, all valid reasons. So tell me a little bit about the response you got because it's probably upwards of what, like 60K now impressions on LinkedIn in less than a week. So what, tell me about the feedback you got and were you surprised that you got that reaction as well? Like over, what is it, like 260 reactions? Like that is crazy, honestly, just from you basically saying, I've decided not to study medicine. Yeah, it was it was so weird. I mean, I wanted to have like a good hook or whatever you put at the top and, you know, capital not doing medicine. Um, I, I knew it. Yeah. You succeeded, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm working on trying to get good kind of titles. But so it's now got over 75,000 impressions as of just before this. And yeah, over like 250 reactions was crazy. I would never ex- have expected that. And every, well, first of all, I'd just like to say to anyone listening who did comment, it was overwhelmingly nice responses. I honestly thought everyone was going to try and persuade me to keep going with medicine. And I mean, a lot of people have. That's completely fine. You know, it's not a it's not an easy, quick decision. But a lot of people were so lovely. They said, you know, they kind of just accepted. They were like, yeah, fair enough. They said, you know, words like brave, mature, informed. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so lovely. Um and yeah, it is a big decision, but I I thought it'd be more negative responses, to be honest. And everyone was really kind of understanding, supportive, interested to see what happens next. So I think that was really nice, but unexpected response. Yeah, it was a hugely positive response. And I'm not surprised you got such a great reaction just because of the way you've gone about this as well. Everyone's followed your journey from the first episode to now scaling this podcast to actually being so valuable to med students, not med students, to A-level students applying, it's a huge resource that you've built. And so I'm not surprised that that response was positive, that you obviously you decided not to do medicine, but you're so informed and you made such a mature decision around this information you've received from speaking to so many different people. So congrats to you because, yeah, as I said, it's so much more mature than I was in year 12. But so tell me a little bit about what is next. So you said in that post that you're interested in elements of health tech. You still you still like the idea of biology and the human body, etc. But specifically, you said health tech as well. So what are you thinking then going forward? If not medicine, what would you do? Okay, so well, I've got some open days coming up. So I think just looking at unis um, for a start, seeing what courses they offer is is a good idea because. Well, it's very easy to be like limited by location I'm not really go going to go anywhere further than Birmingham so it's quite easy to start from there then look at what kind of bio something courses they have but in terms of health tech I'll still be at lots of events I'm hoping to be at MedTech Malta very exciting and Giant Health uh, things like that so yeah watch this space and any others if anyone's got any other health tech events coming up I hopefully be a lot of those of course Somex as well 
And um, I'm hopefully, I think this is kind of the new idea I've come up with is to hopefully do some sort of internship in uh, summer 2024, just before starting uni in whatever that course is. Um, so I think that would also help me get some more experience with a health tech company or some sort of company in the, that rough area. So yeah, lots of events, um, health tech event, uh, sorry, health tech companies, health tech events. And um, so yeah, probably biotechnology, biomedical sciences, but also what I'm looking to do is kind of start earning a little bit of money, things like that. So now I'm editing people's podcasts, content creation, and um, kind of seeing if I could do podcast kind of coaching, helping people start a podcast very basic level and then they can take it from there in their own however they want to do that but kind of getting people into the podcast area how to do it how to build it from scratch basically yeah it seems like you have your whole like next five years planned out pretty well if not medicine that you you definitely have so many opportunities and yeah the thing with health tech digital health and this whole space is just everyone is so like happy to just help everyone else which i love so much and so there definitely are so many opportunities and everyone will everyone's going to want you to be their intern because you've shown that you've consistently been putting out episodes every week and it shows a lot about you and you're, you're young still and you have so much potential and you're super bright so yeah i mean this could be a little little plug for any health tech companies that are listening make sure you hire imogen right well yes please that'd be great yeah i'm i'm willing and you know if you want to help young people work their way up that that'd be great thank you (laughs) so yeah that little plug and so tell me a little bit about now how this decision affects your podcast because you've obviously built this podcast around helping prospective medical students or a-level students looking to apply and this is obviously going to change the direction that this goes in now because you're you started this podcast interviewing people because you yourself had a personal ambition of applying to medical and wanting to understand a bit more about what that meant and how you go about applying. But now you've decided, you know what, you don't really want to go to medical anymore. How does that change the future of the podcast and the direction that it's going to go in? Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think this is a very good question because, you know, that's how I came to this decision. And for now, it's not going to change too much. I've got a, a fair, at least the next few weeks, couple of months, it'll be the same because there's episodes ready to go they'll be about medical schools about opportunities in medical schools why you should do medicine lots of things like that so it shouldn't change too much but I definitely would like to start interviewing people in kind of alternative careers so again biomedical sciences biotechnology health tech health tech things like this so I think it will be kind of a balance maybe one for one because I still want to keep my audience I don't want them to be oh it's completely changed and just leave so it might be um like every other one is something something different I think that's what I'm going with but I don't see ending the podcast anytime soon I really enjoy it I really love still learning from people so it's going to carry on yeah definitely and are you going to rebrand it you think you're changing the name changing the the look the design I mean what's worked with me now as I'm planning um the launch of Health Beyond Tomorrow having done obviously my episodes with the medtech podcast and then stepping down is obviously i'm planning a whole relaunch but i've actually realized this relaunch is actually gaining more traction than if i hadn't done a relaunch so are you considering maybe just doing like a a little rebrand to just increase your scope and increase your audience a bit more that's interesting actually you're saying it would have it's got more attention than if you hadn't 
So maybe it would be a good idea to. I mean, I haven't planned to. And if I'm going to do something, I do like to plan it well in advance. But I haven't planned to. I, I very well could do. Um, and maybe that would be a good idea if the audience is changing to kind of change it up a bit. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll we'll see. But haven't got anything. Haven't got anything in the bag ready, ready to go. But maybe. Yeah, no, definitely something to consider. And just yeah, just obviously reach out to me because I'm gonna go for it now. Just like rebranding everything, and so I'll kind of know what works and what didn't work, and I'll just let you know so you don't have to go through the same like um, the struggles that I did. So. In terms of what would you say to other people who are other med students, no, sorry, I keep saying med students, other A-level students who have been listening to your podcast for a while now and have actually been grappling with a similar decision and reconsidering whether they want to study medicine or not as well. Like, obviously, you're not here to deter people. This is a personal decision to you, but a lot of people would have found you to be inspirational, like talking to being in, in the same position as they are and talking to people about going into medicine and so to them it might be a bit of a shock and a bit of a setback to to them and make them reconsider actually is medicine right for me as well what would you say to them yeah it's a very interesting question because i remember telling my best friend from college who's also doing medicine or was it was also doing medicine still doing it and when i told her basically she said at the start of college she had 10 friends who want to do medicine and now there's only her and one other person and so she she used the phrase we're all dropping like flies so it's interesting that that's happening and I'm sure there's many similar reasons to do with um the current doctors and the current state of everything that's going on that we've mentioned but I would say it's a very personal decision you know yourself you know exactly what you like what you're good at what you're not good at what you don't like so kind of consider that but also obviously listen to the podcast learn from other people I always say you know learn from other people's mistakes if you can and not your own limit your mistakes um so I'd say that and I'd also say go to open days you know see what other students have to say see what the course is like at different places and you might you might think oh that course is completely not for me and then another uni oh yeah this is actually great and I'd say and go on work experience as well definitely if you haven't already get some work experience in because that is very commonly a make or break for people at this stage so if you're kind of on the fence and you want to know is this right for me not just being a scientist but being an actual doctor going into medicine I would definitely try and get as much work experience as possible and you can see what the life of a doctor is actually like and what you're getting yourself into and that's that's pretty what I'd say yeah great advice there and Imogen, is there anything else that you think I've missed in this conversation that you think your audience should know? I think, you know, I think we've covered quite a few, quite a few different things here. I guess reassure them, the podcast isn't going anywhere, right? I think people are very worried as well that the audience, your audience, if anything, I think it's just gonna, it's gonna make you reevaluate and reassess and a change is good and you'll, you'll change your direction and you'll just keep leveling up the content and stuff you do. So yeah in terms of last bits of insights like what's next now in the next couple of weeks you said you're just going to carry on pushing out the content like normal but obviously you would have started revising and started doing the UK cat what are you going to start doing now instead okay so yeah well the podcast is here to stay I've got a lot of podcast things coming up um in terms of episodes and things like that so keep an eye out for that but what I'm personally doing so I've got a few more weeks of college still and then I actually have 
hospital work experience, funnily enough, that I had planned ages ago. Um, so I'll be doing that. Um, but I think what I'm focusing on, and if anyone wants a podcast editor, podcast coach, anything like that, that's what I'll be doing over the summer, trying to make a bit of money. So hopefully going into year 13 is a bit is a bit more fun. Um, so yeah, I'm now looking for podcast editing jobs, podcast coaching jobs, uh, content creation, things like that. Um, do reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and I'm happy to do things like that. So that's kind of what I'll be doing with my summer, obviously having having a bit of fun in the sun as well. Imogen, thank you for letting me come on and have this conversation with you. Um, and yeah, enjoy year 13, because obviously it's my favourite year throughout the, my whole of the school days. Like, best memories are in year 13. So the fact you're going to be saving up some money, spend it well. Like, I, me personally, I'd say don't save it. Just spend it throughout year 13. Enjoy yourself, make great experiences that you'll carry forward the rest of your life that you can laugh with your friends going forward but yeah Imogen really great speaking to you and I and I think you're gonna go so far like I have no doubt at all um whatever path you pick whether it is medicine or whether you pick biomedical or whether you just intern with a health tech and become CEO of a massive health tech company like I can just see you doing amazingly so yeah keep thriving and just keep doing you thank you so much it's been so lovely to have you on the podcast Thank you to everyone and all the all the lovely messages and thank you, Ash, for being, being really nice.